And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, DC Matthews, and the unendorsed Doc Manson. I thought you were going to start the show singing. Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar. Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar. No? That works for me. It's Friday night in the neighborhood, and welcome to DDT Wrestling. My name is DDT Wrestling. My name is DC Matthews. DC Matthews! At DC Matthews, N-A-I. And I am joined, as always, by obviously the highly caffeinated Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Doc, how's it going, my friend? Oh, it is fantastic. It's good to be here on this Friday night. Looking forward to gabbing a little bit about wrestling. There's a lot, it's been a big week. There's a lot going on. There's things to talk about. So, you know. I'm, I'm going to pause here for a moment of sentimentality, and I didn't tell you I was doing this. You know, I started this whole idea of a podcast because I thought it would be something interesting to do over the summer, and, you know, New Age Insiders are taking off. You can find them on Twitter, at New Age Insiders, newageinsiders.com. I'll be honest with you. When we renamed the show... I think we should have called this the coattails. That would be fine. But I have to tell you, through all of our success, or the modicum of success that we've had... Or the lack thereof. What I enjoy is that one of my best friends in the entire world... We're not in the same room, but we have spoken more in the last 8 to 10 weeks than we've probably spoken since we no longer lived together, which was, you know five to six years ago when that happened. So I'm grateful for that. I always enjoy talking wrestling with you. And there is quite a bit to talk about, as you said, because... That was very sentimental of you, and I accept it. I that, love you. That's... Oh, I love you too, Bubby. Big news. Big news, guys. Brace yourselves. I know you've been talking about it for a couple of days, but it's still a blow. Brace yourselves. The Usos are back in the tag team scene. <laughs> Oh God, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to the WWE. Oh my God. There's just a void of charisma in the tag team division again. This giant black hole, two of them, just opened up and is just sucking everything into themselves, causing the entire division to collapse in this heap of unwatchable garbage. Yeah, that's summing up the Usos. Is that your actual opinion? Are you not an Uso fan? We haven't talked about them because one of them's been injured pretty much since this podcast got started. So Yeah, I mean, I don't really care about the Usos at all. And, I mean, I think you summed it up pretty well. One of them has been injured. Mm-hmm. And that means both you had, of them were not entities. You had Hurt Uso and Healthy Uso, because I still don't know which one was injured and which one wasn't. So there's Hurt Uso and Healthy Uso. And Healthy Uso did commentary on SmackDown and apparently did a great job. And, you know, it was a nice return. <clears throat> Excuse me there. It was a nice return. I enjoyed seeing them, and now I don't need to see them again. If they're winding up challenging New Day for the tag titles and beating them for yep. the tag titles, uh-huh. we've got a problem. But really, really, that's not the big news. I kid, of course. Uh, the big news I of say, the- ooh, you say. <coughs> yep, yep, that's, that's- about... 
that was about it. the right reaction. The big news in the world of professional wrestling, Seth Rollins, while overseas in Dublin fighting... Uh, a bad so- taco. Somebody uh, with a mask. Montezuma's Revenge. Which we'll talk about at some point. Um, tore his ACL, MCL, and his meniscus. And is out oh, for God. the next... Did you see... Did, I'm sorry. Did you see a photo of that? I saw it very quickly and then looked away because I, I don't I enjoy... I was Shades of Psycho Sid. Uh, that's the guy... People always remember that. I don't think I've ever seen that one either because that just... Uh. I, I would vomit all over wherever I was watching it. It's so. pretty gross, man. I recommend watching it at least once in your life. So, Seth Rollins is out for the foreseeable future. He's already been stripped of the title. You know, back it's in six months. You know, it's bad. That's one of the things we'll talk about is when you think he's going to come back. Six months, maybe four. Four months. Dude's a machine. Have you seen him? CrossFit baby. I've back in no time. Well, let's talk about it now. You. Uh, Honestly, are you saying four to four to six months? No, I've... I mean I don't know. It's a it's a that's a rough injury. <coughs> to be perfectly honest, that's super super rough. And given that it, you know it's not just one issue but multiple all at once, there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think six months is probably optimistic. It could take him longer. You know, um, the New Age Insiders did their own kind of emergency podcast yesterday to talk about this. And Jason Maltov says he thinks we're talking like 18 months. He thinks they're going to be incredibly overcautious, which I can understand. I've said five. I've said I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a return. He doesn't have to wrestle, but he could appear at WrestleMania. So I I just want to throw this out there. Seth Rollins passed three feuds. He injures John Cena. He injures Sting, possibly ending his career. And now he's injured himself in this feud with Kane on the uh, house show circuit. Are we ready to say that he is the unsafest worker in WWE today? Is he more unsafe in the ring than Ryback? DC, what are your thoughts? I would need to go back and look at exactly how many people Ryback injured, but it, you know... We can talk about injuries in wrestling and whether, because if you look at the list, people have posted online the list of the DL for WWE right now, and it is pretty lengthy. You know, we're talking the download list, the disabled list for you sports fans out there. I've never heard of it. You know, what's see- a sport? <laughs> Orton's injured, Rusev's injured, Lana's injured. Now, Sami Zayn is injured. Rollins is injured. Cena's taking time off for this or that. Nikki Nick, Bella. Nikki Bella's injured. So, Do you really think she's injured? I think this is one of those, I can take time off to be with the man I love and heal up. You know, how many of these, re- how many of these wrestlers are injured? All of them. I would say yeah. all of them have some sort of nagging injury. It just, just so happens she has the time to take off now. But... Uh, there's a lot of different ways we can go with this. We're both kind of talking about Rollins' future. I do think he'll be back sooner than everyone anticipates. I think they try to give you the long term, so that way if he comes back as a surprise at WrestleMania, it's surprising. But um, what were your initial thoughts? When you heard it happened, what was the first thing that you thought of, besides that Ryback's a better wrestler? Um, I guess the first thing I thought of was that this is... You know, unfortunate for the man. I mean, put that aside, uh, neighborhood, as you're listening to this. Put aside my thoughts. I mean, obviously this is devastating for Seth Rollins, the individual, and I certainly don't wish an injury on anybody. But it's an incredible shot in the 
arm for that division, I think. Because they've been using Seth Rollins as a main event crutch for some time now. We talked about on last week's show how they're not making any new stars. There's nobody really in that division. John Cena was out. We knew Seth Rollins was cemented as a top guy. And we had nobody else that we were comfortable really um, putting in that same category. And, I mean, without Seth Rollins now, they are going to, I think, have to. They're forced. Their hand is forced to shake things up to some degree. I don't know if I'll like where we end up any more than I did before. Uh, I mean, so it's really a case maybe of be careful what you wish for. But, hey, I think we're going to get some interesting television as they're trying to figure out what they're going to do in the immediate future. Or at least I hope so. Well, I believe we are, I think it's the 20... Survivor Series, if memory serves, is around the 22nd, which means we've got, I think, two Raws leading into it, so they've got two weeks to build. Uh, We've been told there's a tournament of some kind. I don't know uh, what the description, what the details are of that, how many wrestlers. I can't imagine it'll be any more than 16, but... um, you know, I, I do agree with you. The first thing I thought of was that it is a shame. You know, you never want any wrestler to get injured, really. You know, you might think you do, but you never really want a wrestler to get injured. And to have your world champion who's, while I can't say, you know, he's at the top of his game, who's doing pretty well, uh, injure himself on a house show to this level of severity is unfortunate and again one thing we can talk about is are there too many house shows are these guys putting themselves in positions to be injured too often because they're wrestling 300 plus days a year so that was my initial thought but i agree with you i definitely thought of the opportunity if you look on twitter i wrote about this in one of my two columns that you haven't read of the last few days you're right um, never read i i wrote about this is, you know, a lot of people on Twitter, Triple H, other people, former wrestlers, current wrestlers, talking about how this is the chance for someone to seize the opportunity. You know, so you we could have in the next 14 to 18 days a new megastar emerge if it's booked right and if the talent themselves take advantage of the opportunity. So I do think this makes it interesting. Survivor Series went from something I'd watch and enjoy to now this is must-watch television, depending on how this tournament goes. I, I mean, I totally agree with that, but the thing is... That was my first thought, was that I, I was anticipating that this could be great for that division. But as reality begins to sink back in, I think I tweeted this, something to this effect yesterday, possibly in the morning, that instead of watching Roman Reigns fight Seth Rollins, now we're just going to watch Roman Reigns beat an entire tournament and be crowned the champion. And do you not think that's a better story? Not really, because it means I have to watch Roman Reigns wrestle a bunch, which is not really, you know, his strength. Whether or not that's true, I actually think it is a better story to have him overcoming the odds of a no, tournament. Well, okay, yeah. You're, I mean, yes, yes. If done right, if booked correctly, if the story is told correctly, sure, that's a great story. But the fact is, if... If he goes on to win an entire tournament to be crowned the champion, I am going to be incredibly disappointed. Because as I talked about on Raw 
last week on last week's show about that fatal four-way setting up that show with Roman Reigns coming out, being the only guy to confront Rollins, having a bunch of nobodies with him in that main event, and him, oh, surprise, he won, and he's the number one contender. If we're really just going to have another three weeks of that going into Survivor Series, and then he just comes out on top, like, talk about a waste of time. I Like, at this point, he can't win that tournament. Otherwise, it's not... It's not good television anymore because they're, they're it's the most obvious choice, right? So what I'm hearing is him winning the tournament in three weeks could almost be done if they showed up on Raw, Triple H and Stephanie with the belt and said, Roman Reigns, you're the number one contender, which means that next to Seth Rollins, you're the most deserving of this title. And if they just handed it to him, we're essentially saving two and a half weeks of yes. booking. Yeah, I'm, I'm what fine you're saying. with that. I mean, it's not just saving two and a half weeks of booking. It means the booking gets to get on to something else more interesting. If we're just going to spin our wheels with the eventual outcome as Roman Reigns wins, if that's really where they're going, I mean, just give them the belt. Or, or get that tournament out of the way on one week of Raw, you know? I mean, I, I don't see the mm-hmm. value in dragging that out. So, what if... And I got what your opinion was on the Fatal 4-Way. We had that conversation on last week's episode of DDT Wrestling. But DDT Wrestling. With DC Matthews and AI. And Doc Manson. Yeah, baby. But my question is, if they arrange, if they book this tournament where there are potentially multiple people who could win. If you see Roman Reigns advancing, if you see Bray Wyatt advancing, if you glory, see... Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar! Again, there are just so many different places that we can go here with this topic. You know, you, you and I were discussing before we went on the air that you weren't sure we were going to have enough to talk about. I think just Seth Rollins alone and the repercussions and the ripple effect that this is going to have. So let's talk about that since you started the show singing about it. Is Brock Lesnar in this tournament? Yeah. He's got to be, right? They're they're hurting for talent so badly right now. I feel like absolutely you bring him back, you put him in that tournament. And if so, which you just said, how how does he do anything but win? He goes all the way to the finals. It's Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns uh, rematch from WrestleMania. And instead of Rollins cashing in, Sheamus cashes in. And I don't think Sheamus wins, but I think one of them, probably Reigns, pins Sheamus. So that way Reigns wins the match, gets the title, and it doesn't actually hurt Brock Lesnar because he doesn't lose. And if that's what happens... Again, that's a waste of the next two, three weeks of booking. That, I mean, it's a great story. I like, it's poetic, right? You get Mm -hmm. to have that rematch and everything. But, man, I, I, I mean, I just, mm, ah, I I don't, as much as, as much as good as that would be, I don't want to see that. I want to be surprised. Okay. And And then that said, if if that's not what happens, sorry, if that's not what happens, you're right. What do you do with Brock Lesnar? Because he can't just lose, can he? Mm -hmm. The only other thing I could think of is Brock Lesnar doesn't come out until the night after Survivor Series to be like, congratulations, you won this tournament, but now you have to face me. 
I wasn't going to bother with the tournament. I'm, you know, forget what you say about Roman Reigns. I am the true number one contender. So whoever wins, you know, maybe they do it the, the Raw before Survivor Series. You know, Paul Heyman comes out and says, I wish you luck, all 16, 14, 8 of you who are in this tournament, because whoever wins loses because my client, I'm pointing to you, can you do the justice for me with the name? Brock Lesnar. I hate you so much. Brock Lesnar is going to take you out, whether it's a TLC, whether it's at the Royal Rumble. I do think Brock Lesnar is involved somehow, and I, I don't think he's in the tournament because if you put Brock Lesnar in the tournament, there's no way he doesn't make it to the finals and win. And while I'd love to see him toss around random people for three or four matches during a night, just like you said... We waste the the next two or three weeks worth of wrestling if you're going to see Brock Lesnar versus whomever in the finals. So I think Brock I mean, Lesnar looms over yeah. the tournament, but he's not in it properly. I mean, I think the the thing that you actually do with Brock Lesnar right now, at least this is kind of getting off topic for a second, but you know we've got Bray Wyatt having subsumed the souls of Undertaker and Kane. Now he possesses their wrestle silly magic as we saw on Raw, which I loved, by the way. But if we are to believe that Bray Wyatt has combined his own power with that of Undertaker and that of Kane, and he is now this trinity of spooky wrestle power, um, doesn't that mean that he is way more powerful than Undertaker himself? And if that's the case, isn't the natural feud for Bray Wyatt to go up against the man that Undertaker couldn't put away? To prove himself, doesn't Bray Wyatt have to go over Brock Lesnar? Isn't that the storyline that ought to be up next? I'm going to be silent for a minute so that all of the neighborhood members can scream at you, because if you read my columns, last night I wrote why Bray Wyatt is the only logical person to win this tournament. It's not Roman Reigns. It's not John Cena. It has to be Bray Wyatt. And you just spelled out a lot of the reasons I gave. If he's got all of this power, then he's got to win. You know, there's, he, He's never been hotter than he is right now. I disagree. He was hotter when he feuded against John Cena, and they first started doing the Fireflies thing, and he first started singing... That song about having the world in his hands. He was hotter then than he ever was now. I know they're trying to book him stronger now, but he was hotter with the crowd then. That might be true, but you're not going to. They also weren't in a position to give him the world title. You know, they don't give. Right now, since that moment, he's, you know, since the feud with Reigns was good, the feud with Ambrose was good, his first feud with The Undertaker was meh. I can't remember whether or not his feud with Daniel Bryan was before or after Cena. But he's at a point right now, he's at a zenith, where this would be the time that if they wanted to commit, everyone's favorite word when it comes to world wrestling entertainment, if they wanted to commit, Bray Wyatt could be the guy. Um, Speaking of, I just want to get the chance, you got the chance to sing now, I get the chance to sing. Watching his wrestle magic, this is the only thing I thought of. I'm singing the theme from the 90s X-Men show because I love the... Is that what that was? Because it was unrecognizable. Well, that's okay. I'm bad at name that tune, which is fine. Maybe that'll be a recurring segment. 
I, I loved the lightning. The fire was great. Then he started being able to control the pyro, and I was like, are you Jubilee? Is that what this is about? <laughs> Bec- and, you know, because, again, it was just an odd, Dazzler. you know. Yeah, there you go. Dazzler. There's another good one. Um, but I loved it. I I think I posted something about the Wrestle Silly fan in me needs to go take a nap because that was as wonderful as you can get from that. So we've got the potential for Bray Wyatt. We've got the potential for Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns, of course, is the obvious choice. And I do hope they try to take us in a direction that at least makes us believe there could be another story. So my question to you, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, if Vince McMahon hands you the keys to World Wrestling Entertainment and says... You're in charge from now until the Raw after Survivor Series. Who are you going to try to have become that next big star in the next three weeks? I think I know who you're going to pick. But who would be a guy or maybe two or three guys that are going to show something in this tournament? However it presents itself. Okay, so you just had an opportunity to sing. So I'm going to hum a few bars back at you. Please do. Sing a little ditty. Dun, 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 when it comes crashing down and... You know who I'm talking about, man. Curtis Axel. The Huckster. Curtis, Curtis Axel, you know, has... No way, man. Hulk Hogan. This is the perfect time to bring him back. You give him the championship, you let him be the lead of the company. Look, they've never been in a spot where they needed Hulk Hogan, the Hulkamania... More than right now. If they brought him back, he could be on top of this company from now until WrestleMania. There's no reason why not. I will sit here in silence for the entire rest of the show if you don't get yourself out of this somehow. No, no. I'm actually not even kidding. And I I, I don't mean this like in a positive way, but... You, the, the first thing you read about on all the wrestling sites after Seth Rollins' injury was confirmed is how they're on the horn talking to um, big names. They 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 think that there is a void. Then we're here sitting here talking about how we'd like them to you know make some new stars with the guys they've already got on the roster. But isn't it all the more likely that they're just going to call somebody? And they're going to bring in a name from yesteryear. I don't oh, know. you didn't know? You better call somebody. Once Halloween's over, we get into the musical episodes of DDT Wrestling. I'm telling you, though, that's what scares me the most. Maybe I, Hulk Hogan. I didn't necessarily, honestly, mean they should bring him back. I didn't. But, but you're you're talking about a guy like Hulk Hogan, and yeah. Whether it's The Rock, whether it's Daniel Bryan, whether it's I read Don't a room. You think that's more likely than any of this other stuff, which is honestly scares the crap out of me because I can't think of too many legends who, with big names who can honestly still go. Like, there's Rock, there's Brock, Brock Lesnar, he is on, the, I mean, you could go with Brock. For you absolutely we could. could, we just talked about it. But, him. I mean, so, other than that, you've got Rock, and who? Who else could they call and bring back who could actually go as champion? Who? I mean, it's not going to be Stone Cold. No. It's not going to be... Well, and it depends on your definition of a big star. I don't think he would really want to do it, but could they get on the phone to Batista and say, hey, you just finished this James Bond movie? You want to come back for three or four months? 
Hey, you're, I mean, you're totally right, but that would just be. I'm not saying it would be. That'd be the worst. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be something you that you and I would. Che- you want you want you want us to start cheering Roman Reigns. I mean, that's how you do it. You break out blue, te- break out blue Tista. Yeah. You know, could they call Roman Reigns the the number one guy? Is already employed by the company. All you got to do is take him out of his suit and put him back in his skull mask and his cape and his crown. Are you talking about Triple H? I'm talking about Triple H. I wouldn't want to see it, but if you wanted, you know, if if you were going to build the next four to six months with Roman Reigns versus the Authority headed by Seth Rollins, in order to change the writing, all you need to do is erase Seth Rollins' name and write in Triple H's name. I read somewhere on Twitter today that Triple H was supposed to potentially win the Royal Rumble to go on and face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And I laughed for like six and a half minutes because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I could also see Triple H inserting himself into this tournament and potentially going far. And I can tell from the look on your face that I'm not wrong in saying that that's an option. You made um, me a sad panda just now. Well, we this is how DDT wrestling works: is you and I come up with logical reasons to depress ourselves. That's the worst idea in the world, and it's also incredibly likely. Oh my god! You know, I'm not saying he wins the whole thing, but he could throw himself in there as a as a name. You know, Daniel yeah. Bryan's another guy I've heard around. I don't know the first thing I don't know about if he's his ever coming back. I mean, neither do I, and I think that's until we know for sure. Everyone's going to assume that he's coming back tomorrow. You know, until he comes out and definitively says, I'll be back at the Royal Rumble 2017, or I'll see you at my Hall of Fame induction. Bye-bye. Everyone's going to assume that he's going to be the guy to answer that open challenge. He's going to be the guy to win this tournament. Chris Jericho. I bet he's in the tournament. I bet he's in it. Uh, Maybe it's an opening round, Jericho versus it. <laughs> listen. <coughs> Excuse listen, me. My goodness. I like Chris Jericho. At least I think I do. But I don't think I ever need to see him wrestle ever again. I never need to see him wrestle ever again, especially when he came out and, you know, he's the Ayatollah of rock and rolla and he's flabby. You know, when he showed up in Night of Champions, he looked like an out of shape former wrestler. He looked like Mickey Rourke, which is odd because he feuded with Mickey Rourke once upon a time. But I don't ever need to see Chris Jericho again. Love him. Great talent. One of the all time best. He does nothing for the product. He does nothing for me anymore. You know who I want to see grab the ball right now? Scott Steiner. Scotty Steiner. Scotty Steiner. Yes, that is always the right answer to that question. Yes. He's going to come out in Survivor Series and say, let me do a little math for you here. <laughs> there are 16 men in this tournament, and they're all going to give 100%, but I give 147.12%, which yeah. makes me 82% but, likely to win. But honestly, um, I, it's not going to happen. But, I mean, they've been less active the last few weeks, I think. Uh, I, I, I would... I would like to see Bubba Ray uh, come out as a singles competitor. He posted on Twitter that he wanted in. He, I'm sure uh, a lot of people did, but have they? He, as I told you, when he first came back to the company, he has an incredible singles character in that Bully Ray that mm-hmm. he developed in TNA. He could be a top heel in any company if they just let him go. I don't see why they couldn't. Right now, if I'm WWE, and the reports are that they're scrambling to come up, you know, because they need to essentially rewrite all of their booking from now until WrestleMania. 
Which is not really that big of a deal because no, but they, they write on a week-to-week basis. I don't believe for a second they have any sort of plan in place. I'm sure they've got index cards tacked to a cork board where it says, you know, Rollins versus Triple H or whatever. But I would say, you know, I would treat this as the opportunity you and I have been talking about now for half an hour. Give them a chance. Say, we're going to let... You know, I think 16 is the most. I'd love to see them try a 32-man tournament and literally let everyone, well, maybe not everyone, not you, Curtis Ag, so, but let just about everyone have a chance, you know, give them a chance to cut a quick promo, let them wrestle, and see what comes out of it. Because I think if you put Bubba Ray in there as a single star, he could surprise some people. There's a whole world of wrestling fans who don't know who Bully Ray is. I really don't even know who Bully Ray is outside of what I've read about online. I'd love to see him get the chance to impress me. Same yeah. with same with bring back a guy like Damian Sandow. He might not win the tournament. Of course he's not going to win the tournament. But bring him out. Give him two minutes to cut a quick promo. Let him wrestle. See what happens. Here's an idea. John Cena. 16-time world champion. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. I know he's got some time off, but, I mean, this is an emergency situation. Dude's a company man. I could totally see him getting a call and saying, I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, I hope not. I'd like to see them actually take the opportunity to try to develop some new stars. The one that I think you wanted me to say a while ago, I mean, mean, Dean Ambrose, man, what the hell? Let's get your ass in gear and get in this tournament. I mean, obviously he never is going to, but that—that's the guy I've gotten member of the Shield. But that's that's the one I assumed you were going to go with. You know, everyone's picking Cesaro, and I'm like, it's a lovely idea, and you're daydreaming if you think yeah. Cesaro's good. You know, Cesaro might make it to the semifinals of a tournament because he's that good, and you can count on him to wrestle three quality matches in a night. But there's no way he's winning. No. There's no way he's winning. Zero. Um, I think John Cena's a chance. You know, one guy we haven't talked about, and for the last few weeks I've mentioned that he's the, in case of emergency, break glass option. Sheamus has the briefcase. I don't know if maybe he turns that in for a first-round buy in the tournament. I don't know if he just waits for the tournament to be over to try to cash in on, you know, like you brought him up when you're talking about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I don't think Sheamus is a big factor here because they had the time to set up a tournament, but... He's someone you have to consider, too. He's got a shot of being an interim champion for a month or two. Nah. Sheamus has a shot of cashing in to allow someone else to win. I, I honestly think that's the case. I don't I don't think he's going to end up with a title from that briefcase. I just don't. Going slightly off topic, have you enjoyed this new Sheamus, Bad News Barrett, slash Rusev before he got hurt? Who cares? Partnership. Rusev got hurt again? He tore his bicep. I didn't know that. He's out for six to eight weeks, I think. So, which means which means that he and Lana should be ready to come back at the exact same time. So, ideally, he can come back for the Rumble with Lana, and we just forget. I know you don't. You're not always a fan of this. We can forget that 2015 ever happened, and just yeah, start over that's again. Fine. I'll, I'll let them. I don't know where they go from here, but you know, whatever. It can't get any worse than where they sank. So, yeah. The problem is there's a finite number of guys that have a legitimate shot of winning How about Bob this Ackman? tournament. 
I'm sure he'd love to try. You know, I, I do. I'm sure he already called WWE headquarters about 16 times. I do hope past the first secretary. I do hope this is what they, they've got his picture up at the front desk. <laughs> if this guy walks <laughs> in the door, Backlund, please call security. <laughs> I do oh, hope this is what they make of this right. tournament. Is this tournament has the chance to be something similar to the Royal Rumble? The Royal Rumble is one of my favorite things of the year because. The entrances are fast and furious. You get guys returning for no reason. You have surprises. You have interesting ways of telling stories, furthering stories, beginning new stories in the sense. This is what this tournament could be. Could you have Rob Van Dam do an opening match with Kevin Owens just to be exciting? Absolutely you could. Could you have Chris Jericho wrestling Dean Ambrose? Absolutely you could. Could you have, you know, Santino make his long... No. Long waited no. for return and just get his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. I would pay money just to watch that. That I mean, would that's be going to happen to Bo Dallas. That would be worth my nine ninety nine alone. But when it comes to legitimate you didn't guys, address to, what I had to say about Bo Dallas. It's true. That's probably what will happen, or he'll face Roman Reigns. More likely, it'll be Roman Reigns one Superman punch, and that's the end. Truth. But if I look at my list of guys who have a legitimate shot of winning this tournament. No. (laughs) Right back. Big Show's the guy you put in the way of Roman Reigns. Hey, he's a former world champion. I did have this idea. You create two brackets. Bracket A, former world champions. Miz, Del Rio, Ziggler, all those guys. Bracket B, guys who have never won the title. Piggy, piggy the winners of those wind up facing each other for the belt. I thought that would have some... Yeah, who wants it more? I thought that would have some interesting pieces to it. But when I look at guys who are legitimate contenders, Reigns, Owens, maybe. <laughs> You're dreaming. I'm hoping. Del Rio, he's dreaming. got... Brock Lesnar. Yep. Maybe Bray Wyatt. I do think we're going to come out of this with the, oh yeah, that guy won as expected, but I'm still excited for it. So, so you think Roman Reigns comes out the other end the victor? I'd like to see it being Bray Wyatt, but I think it's, 90% chance? I think Brock, I think Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's got a 10% chance right now since he's not announced. As soon as he's announced of being in, it's 95% Brock Lesnar, 4% Roman Reigns, 1% the the field. Right now, I think it's 75% Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns has a greater shot than Brock Lesnar, even if Brock Lesnar is in the tournament. <clears throat> I, I Again, I think there's enough funny business they can pull to have Brock not win the match without losing that they just use him as the draw. You know what I mean? I think you might be right, but I also think, and they mentioned this on the previous podcast, you know, you've got to meet star power with star power. And actually, Brock Lesnar's star power greatly exceeds what Seth Rollins had. So I think if Lesnar's in, it's basically him just returning to the top of the mountain and being like, let me pick up where I left off after The Undertaker got in my way. Or Seth Rollins got in my way, then The Undertaker got in my way there. And let's move on. So Jeff Jarrett. No, I don't think so. He's too bu- he's too busy challenging Magnus for the Global Force Wrestling Championship, which is a promotion that I probably will never, ever, ever watch. Kind of like Ring of Honor. 
I'm toying with the idea. I did pay my ringside membership. I'm toying with the idea of giving them a shot some weekend when I don't have a lot to do and seeing if I can catch up. But I'm, I couldn't help but notice that you haven't watched them at all since we initially <laughs> talked about that promotion. I They were giving me a lot of trouble with their website, trying to be able to watch their product. And with WWE Network being so easy to watch, I'm not going to work too hard to watch another promotion when all I need to do is press a button and maybe deal with a couple of lag issues and I have all the wrestling I need to watch including let's make this quick segue until you steamroll it although I'm a week behind one of the things you can watch on the WWE Network for just $9.99 is NXT Wednesday nights at 8pm I did not catch this week's episode though I know what happens because WWE.com put it on their website but you've caught up. Yes, I am. So why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us your thoughts on NXT because you hadn't watched since the debut of Asuka and you needed a break like we all did after the debut of Asuka. So share some NXT thoughts with us, please. Well, NXT was a fantastic show, and on it we had one of the highlights of the year, one of the best matches that you could probably ever hope to see. I am, of course, talking about our Opening contest, Asuka versus Cameron, who made her NXT debut in the uh, women's division there. How do you feel about that? Because now I get the chance to interrupt, and I'm I'm enjoying it. How do you feel about WWE superstars going down, being demoted, let's say, to NXT? Are you okay with it? Do you you mind it? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it depends. I don't consider it a demotion, depending on how it's used. There was a fantastic series between Sami Zayn and Cesaro, in which Cesaro's um, main roster sort of status was used to great effect, actually. And I'm perfectly happy for them to do things like that. Now, in the case of Cameron whom, in my opinion, has no main roster career, outside of the fact that she used to touch butts with Naomi for... uh, the Funkasaurus uh, entrance there. Uh, she's a non-entity, so I mean, I guess you could say this is a demotion for her because it's not like she was there to be in some sort of you know well-regarded uh, series like Cesaro was. So yeah, I don't know. Cameron is, and you know, talents like her who have not accomplished much on the main roster. You know, they probably could benefit from having some more experience in front of crowds, working on you know their craft, what actually connects and. I mean, she's a decent enough, I mean, athlete. She does some okay moves, Mm -hmm. more gymnast style, I guess. But, and you know, the match she gave with Asuka was was fine. That was perfectly serviceable. A lot of people people gave Cameron some props for for Wednesday night. I agree with you. You know, I I do think the problem you run into just is the timing with a 60-minute show. But I do think certain people belong there. Until he came back to confront the dangers of Mex America, I really thought Jack Swagger belonged in NXT. He seemed like sure. the you know a perfect guy to go down to NXT, but now he's feuding for the U.S. title. That's apparently what we're going to get to see. Woo. Let's can't, watch that. Can't wait. I'm actually kind of excited. I always like no, when... I, I am. I'm more excited than I expected to be. I don't expect it to go anywhere, but I like when they give wrestlers a shot, even ones as annoyingly 80s movie frat boy villain as Jack Swagger. But anyways, Fair. continue. Cameron supposedly did well. Asuka, I'm sure, was Asuka. Asuka was amazing. Asuka <sighs> is my summer jam. As I keep saying, I cannot get enough of this woman. She is fantastic. Her matches are 
incredibly enjoyable. It, she is the best wrestling on television today, and she's she's wrestling people who don't have much wrestling ability. I mean, Cameron did a good job, but Asuka put on a great match with Dana Burke. Like, Brooke. Brooke. Whatever. Dana I don't even Brooke. care what her name is. She's terrible. I'm... Yeah, I don't know. Asuka honestly is very talented. And, I mean, we were going gaga over Cameron and Sasha Banks. And don't get me wrong, they're talented and all, but I can only dream of the day that I get to see Asuka versus Sasha Banks in that match, in that ring, because that is going to be a fantastic uh, athletic encounter. Once again, I, I'm going to translate here for, for my friend Doc Manson, who obviously is so overcome with the passion of Asuka. Uh, he meant Bailey versus Sasha Banks. He no, said, no, I did not. I did not mean that. Um, I'm well aware of that those matches. And Cameron, Cameron went, versus Sasha Banks is what you said. Cameron you, versus Sasha Banks. You, you I, said oh, earlier, you said we, we got to see the greatness that was Cameron versus oh, Sasha I'm sorry. Banks. I, I, if I misspoke, I meant Charlotte. Ah, okay. That Charlotte. makes more sense. Um, I was not, but yeah, no, I was. I did not mean Bailey. Um, Bailey is. Those were okay matches with Sasha Banks, but I, I I'm not. I'm gonna go Gaga over those matches like the majority of the community did. Uh, I don't. Bailey is a good wrestler, but again, I don't think her character is strong enough to hold a women's division title. I think it, she her 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 reign, if you will, is being completely overshadowed by a debut for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Every time she gets on the microphone, I'm just like, okay, this can stop anytime now. Have we and, talked about Nia Jax yet? I can't remember. Have we talked no, about we Nia haven't. Jax on this show? What are your thoughts? Because um, you must have seen at mm-hmm. least one of her matches. Yeah, I've seen her a couple times. Your thoughts on her, the comparison, whether or not having two female wrestlers debut so close together was a good idea. Whatever. What do you think? I don't know if you've noticed, because I don't know if you've been watching NXT, but they've debuted about eight new women's wrestlers. And it's the only ones they've spent any time with were Asuka and Nia Jax. But there's been, like, countless numbers of faceless women's wrestlers, most of them from Australia, who I couldn't even tell you what their name was, never mind their personality, in those matches. And they've all been, you know, perfectly serviceable. They've all better than... Eva Marie, I don't understand for a second why we waste any time with her when you've got this influx of... Because she's going to be amazing. Because she's no, going to she, be amazing. I don't care if she is or not. You've got plenty of people who are perfectly capable and who have the looks. Like, I don't... Like, if that's really what you're being so shallow about with her, get over it, man. And just just use somebody who's already a good wrestler. You've got plenty of them apparently under contract. I get what you're saying, and yes, they had Billy Kay who made a debut, and I think I tweeted something about how she was pretty talented for basically being in a squash match. My point was, you have Asuka, who, to both of our minds, I think, the best debut we've possibly ever seen, ever. It was, you know... For a she, women's wrestler, sure. Yeah, she was she was amazing. I, I'll still say, best NXT debut I've ever seen. Better than Owens, better than Balor, better than... Owens was Hideo. pretty good. Owens coming out and that thing with Sami Zayn and that whole, you know, back and forth, that turn that first night, that debut moment for Oh, Owens. that story was good, but I'm talking yeah. about the match. You know, oh, match? Owens yeah, versus sure. CJ Parker was good because he got his nose broken, so it was yeah, visually yeah, yeah. stunning. Okay. But if he hadn't gotten his nose broken, you would, wouldn't remember that he had the match at all. 
You yeah, would just I mean, you would think he made thing his. I can think of that is even remotely comparable. Is I don't even know if it was a debut, but the standoff between Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe in TNA. I feel like that was somebody's debut there, but I don't know if that's true or not. And that's provided I watch TNA, which... Yeah, but that was an amazing sort of moment. I, I can't really remember if it was tied to a yeah. debut or not. But I, but I would say, in NXT, definitely, Asuka's debut match was better than any other I've ever seen. And then you have Nia Jax, who I'm sure will be an excellent part of a women's division. She's certainly got a look that's different than just so about every other talent. Nia Jax. I haven't really had a chance to talk about her yet. Sorry to derail you. But I think she has the potential to be the Awesome Kong that the WWE deserves but never got. They had Awesome Kong under you know contract for a split second there. And they Karma. They, yes, Karma, if you will. I'm sorry, I know we're more by her TNA uh name there, Awesome Kong. But uh she did some incredible work in the women's division in TNA. That was some of the best women's division stuff I'd ever seen when she was active in TNA. And she came to WWE, WWE, she had some personal issues, her career sort of fizzled and it went away very quickly. But I see a lot of similarities, uh, you know, physically, work style-wise, between Karma, Awesome Kong, and this Nia Jax character. And if they play their cards right, she could be a real force to be reckoned with, a different type of women's competitor. And uh, so I'm excited to see where they go with her. I would agree with that. Hold on. <clears throat> this bronchitis better get out of my system pretty soon. But my only problem is watching her because she has the look to certainly be, you know, and I liked the promos. They a little bit were a little bit too epileptic for me or epilepsy, epileptic, epilepsy. You know, I don't know what it is with NXT people between Banff and Nia Jax with the flashing strobe lights. I don't know why they keep doing that. But I thought her promo teaser packages were really good. Um, she's definitely got a striking look, but she used what looked to me to be very general, big female wrestler moves. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't use a lot of power. She wasn't very stiff with her strikes. It was more of, I have more body mass than you, so let me hit you with my hip. Let me put you in a bear hug because I'm physically wider than you are. I And I think that'll change as she gets more comfortable. And, you know, she did have, I did enjoy her spine buster. I thought that was Is pretty... She- a legitimately new talent, or is she from somewhere? And I'm just not familiar. I believe she is a fairly new talent because I think she's another cousin of The Rock. She's another okay. one of the Samoa lineage. So, in which case, um, yeah, I, it does not concern me because you're right. The things you're saying are correct. But if she really is a new talent, uh, maybe we'll see improvements in time. I, I think so. I think she's one of those ones who, you know, Asuka, I think. If I had to guess when she comes up to WWE, it's probably the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, Nia Jax probably stays in NXT for a year or two before she's ready. Um, But again, that's just conjecture on my part. I thought it was odd that you would have this big, pardon the pun, debut for Nia Jax after Asuka just literally destroyed the world. It's like having Godzilla come out, and then after that, you're like, oh, and by the way, we have, you know, name a generic... King Kong. Well, there you go. Uh, Frankly, King Kong is in every way inferior to Godzilla. So there you go. Godzilla makes makes his debut at a 
pay-per-view, quote-unquote. And then on the Raw the next night, King Kong makes his debut, and you're kind of like, eh, I'd rather yeah, just watch Oscar. But I'm glad women's wrestling looks good. I don't know. I'm not paying but attention too much. About NXT, it's that weird thing about NXT again, right? You've got somebody like Oscar who's got years of talent and behind her working for promotions around the world, and you bring her to your development territory? Like, you you could put her on Raw for her debut. There's no reason why you wouldn't. Anaya they, Jax... They seem, they seem to feel like you need to learn the American style or the WWE style, where, it, where it's essentially wrestle for a minute, roll to the outside so they can cut to commercial, and then come back in a rest hold and then start over again. Sure. Yeah, but, I mean, she looks ready to go as far as I'm concerned. All right, so you saw Asuka versus Cameron. Um, what else? You know what else happened? Or you know you can talk about specifically last night's NXT, or we can just talk in general about the big events of the last few weeks. We can talk about Cowboy James Storm. Um, so. I like I like James Storm. I liked him in TNA. Um, I took a look at him on NXT, and you know the match was whatever fine. But that dude is out of shape. You want to talk about Chris Jericho being out of shape. Oh, he was... James Storm was gassed after walking to the ring. Never mind the match. He's the Texas Cowboy who's spent the winter sitting on the couch. You know, yeah, I don't know I, mean, I don't know what his TNA status was, and I don't know... I'm guessing you know, he must have been out of work for a while. I would assume something. so. You know, And I know they've done a lot of pre-tape stuff, so I don't know what's going on with those wrestlers. But he didn't look like a guy ready to kickstart his career again. He looked like mm-hmm. a guy who got a shot and just so happened to have his trunks in his yeah. car. You're not... Yes. I, I like James Storm. He can be charismatic. He's got a nice uh, catchphrase. Uh... I don't know whether or not they're going to let him, you know, do his beer drinking gimmick. That's sort of monopolized by Stone Cold in the WWE. But Plus, it's not PG. Plus, it's not PG. I, I guess they can make it into a nice sarsaparilla or something. I don't there know. There you go. But the, I mean, I would like to see if we got James Storm. Let's bring in Bobby Roode next, and we can have some beer money going on because best best. When I talk about some of the best tag teams of recent memory, man, beer money is where it's at. What's interesting is that when I did watch TNA, you know, James Storm was part of America's Most Wanted with the Wildcat Chris Harris. Correct. And everyone assumed when that was over he'd never do another tag team again. And I would argue Beer Money's the better team yes. than America's Most Wanted was. I think so, so. too. All right. I'm surprised you know who Beer Money is. For someone who says he didn't watch much TNA. But somehow you know who beer money is i watched quite a bit in the mid 2000s you know when i had cable and it was easy to find online i watched you know i watched enough of it but i didn't wind up you know the last few years since i I started watching yeah you know i don't remember a whole lot of what hulk hogan was doing there i'd missed the entire joker sting thing um you know kurt angle being there i don't think i caught much of so again, if you know TNA's ever bought by WWE and put on the network, I'd watch all of it just to see what happened. But it was never something to catch my interest. And again, WWE Network makes it so easy for me to watch as much wrestling as I want. I'm not looking to work very hard to watch anything else. Maybe that makes me a bad person. That's up to you to judge. But all right, so James Storm 
What else? What's going on in your NXT mind there, Doc Manson? What are you thinking about? What's All I'm ex- thinking about, honestly, is Asuka. But, uh, I don't know, like, the VOD villains are still the tag champions, I guess. I like the VOD villains, but I don't know how long that can possibly last. You want to talk about interim champions. I mean, I just feel like they're just, their days are numbered, right? That's not, that can't possibly be a long reign for them. Well, who beats them? Who takes the belts off of them? I mean, I have no idea. You would have thought that Cass and Enzo would have been tag champs at some point in their careers, but I feel like they've sort of outstayed their welcome in NXT at this point, but I don't know if they ever actually make it to the main roster either. I don't know why they haven't transitioned to that team. Uh, and then, I mean, Banff, I don't care about at all. Dash and Dawson, I can't even think of who they are. I'm look. I'm reading the name off this page, and I I remember them, you know, being good. But like, I can't, I can't tell you who they old are. school like red or black wrestling jackets. One of them's bald with facial hair. One of them yeah. looks kind of like Curtis Axel. Kind of looks like Eric Young a little bit. Yeah, okay. um, I kind of remember who this is, but obviously they've made a great impression. You know, if I like I like Jordan and Gable, but I mean, I think they're fantastic, but I don't. They just they they're really really good wrestlers, but they strike me as being so green otherwise that I. But there's some appeal to that. I, I don't know. I, I have I have trouble parsing my thoughts on them. Well, but isn't that the best kind of team? And I I'm not just saying this because my prediction has long been Jordan and Gable win the tag belt by the end of 2015, and I'm coming down to the wire here to get that prediction to come true, but. Don't you want that kind of team to be the team to be the champions? You know, the great wrestlers, so you know the matches will be good, and this gives them the chance to work on all the supplemental skills necessary if they're having championship feuds. I think they can do that without being champions, to be honest. I, I, you know, I know they had a match versus uh, Thomas Ochampa and Johnny Gargano, which was great. You know, NXT was Those skipped are another a two bit. people who I know are good, but I can't tell you who they are or what they look like. They're guys, they're independent darlings who, you know, nobody's really sure what their contract is. They wrestled for, I think, two or three sets of tapings, but I don't know. What's that guy's name again? Chomper or something? Thomas O'Champa. Champa. C-I-A-M-P-A. Champa. Champa. And and then Johnny Oregano. Oregano and Champa. Got it. Yes. They own an Italian bistro. Oh, can I get some Capicol? Yeah, absolutely. Some pasta fagioli, some capricorn, whatever you want. Okay, good. Um, and then there's Eva Marie, whom for some reason they keep putting on television. I liked all the promos where she was traveling in foreign countries. Uh-huh. That and was that was we talked about again. we talked about the whole embracing the hate, and that was what she was doing. She's talking about mm-hmm. I know how much you all miss me, and it's obviously tongue in cheek. Nobody misses me, but I'm going to say it anyways. So I liked all that, although. When she gets in the ring and wrestles, that's where I start to have problems. But I'll give her a shot. I'll give Eva a chance. Hashtag give Eva a chance. Hasn't she been doing nothing but training for like a year now? I don't know. I don't know. And just because she's been training for a year, that doesn't mean she's going to become, you know, the second coming of Asuka. No, I know that. But like, I just, again, you've got this... Like, they had a singles match on NXT, Eva Marie versus Marley. I have no idea who Marley is. Isn't that but... the dog in that Owen Wilson movie that dies? <laughs> yeah, very well could be. But I'm pretty sure she's also a lady 
who was a perfectly serviceable wrestler, who was perfectly attractive enough that I have no idea why you would have Eva Marie win a pinfall over this person. Like, just, you could pick any, I would say, I mean, this is being, you know, hyperbolic, you could pick any lady off the street if you liked her look and she'd be better than Eva Marie. And they've got an entire roster full of these people who they've signed at least to partial contracts. Like, I don't, what are you doing wasting your time on this one person? I don't, I don't get it. Beauty matters. And I know you can but tell. But plenty of these women are attractive. Like, I don't. None don't of them have it. bright red hair. Yeah, but you know what? You can change that. Anyone can dye their hair that shade red. I don't. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not sure what the deal is with Eva Marie. I think whoever's in charge, whether it's Is she Vince like a or, distant relation to Vince McMahon or something? Like, I don't think someone? so. I think it's, I think it's, they look at her and they see, you know, she can grace magazine coverage. You know, she can be that kind of, you know, what Sonny or Sable was in the Attitude Era. She can be. And I don't think they see that with a lot of the other women wrestlers, think, despite the fact that maybe Alexa Bliss could be that person. Maybe yes. Sasha Banks could be that person. They, they've, put all their eggs in the Eva Marie basket, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand the investment. I, I really don't. You're trying to run a business, and, I, yeah, it, it's, a, like I said, it's, it's an investment of time and money, and I just, I don't, I don't understand anymore why they continue to make that investment. I just, I don't get it. We do have an email. Ooh. You, uh, Ooh. Um, just we're gonna we're gonna interrupt the NXT conversation because I just thought about it. It's T Hog at T Hog, I think ninety four on Twitter, but he sent us an email at not at DDT Wrestling at gmail.com and I'll just read the whole thing. Gents. He sent this two days ago. Gents. Since I listen every week, I feel obliged to write. I always thought that Bray was a mixture of Taker and Mankind, but putting Papa Shango in there is perfect. If you're confused, on last week's show we talked about spookiness in wrestling. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. If you it was a great it. show. It was a great show. One of our most timeless pieces, I think. All of our work is timeless. Let's go back to the email. That completes the backwoods voodoo part of his character. Did you mention Gangrel in your spooky character list? I think we had to. I think we did. Da, 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 da. I think he only got a brief, like, half mention from us. Yes. But I believe the name was said. Yes. Anytime you can drink, you know, red juice and spit it all over yourself, you should. I think that he'd fit in with the vampire theme and Goblet Full of Blood. I think he at least deserves an honorable mention. He had one. If you need help decorating for Halloween, I'll send over my daughter. She's an expert with the window clings. Well, unfortunately, there, T-Hog, Doc Manson is already an expert. Did you go into detail and talk about... You did. Did, did you did you talk about how you decorated? I don't know if I did. With the window um, clings and the lighting. I mean, and... I don't actually do window clings. What I do is I I make silhouettes, which is the same principle. But instead of using like you know store bought vinyl clings, uh, I just collect cardboard, and so I carve them myself and I paint them with black latex. And I you know order LEDs off of Newark and I get nine volt batteries and I wire them up. And so I make these cool sort of light shows. They backlight the uh, monster silhouettes, and I try to make new ones every year. So uh, you know, it's it's fun. So it's the same sort of idea, but they're not they're not actually clings. Now I know Halloween is over, and I know we've spent the last right. hour talking about wrestling, which is going to shock a whole lot of people that that we 
talking about wrestling for the first well, hour. It's not Shocktober anymore. But we missed something, I believe. There's something we didn't talk about, and I feel like I need to give you the chance to talk about it. For the last, I don't know how many years, you and, when my schedule permits, myself, the the misses, some other friends of ours, uh, take a trip up to a place called Lee, New Hampshire, I believe. And would you tell yeah. us, please, tell the neighborhood what they could find if they happen to travel to Lee, New Hampshire next Shocktober. They would find Demert Hill Farms, uh, which is the home location of a haunted attraction known as Haunted Overload. And you may be familiar with Haunted Overload. They were, I think, on... They've been on TV quite a bit the last few years. They were the subject of a half-hour piece on, I think, the Weather Channel, maybe two or three years ago now. And then last year they were on ABC. I think it was ABC. They had some sort of, like, America's Great Fright Night contest or something. It was like this reality show where they went around the country and they kind of filmed different places. And, you know, they ended up crowning a champion for America and Honda Overload was ranked number one. They won a $50,000 uh, prize, which they donated to a local charity, all of it to uh, a humane society. I forget, Chattanooga Valley, maybe I'm forgetting the actual lo- the name there. But yeah, so they're good people. It's a great sort of thing. Uh, it's one of the best haunted attractions in New England. You like seeing things, you like getting scared. Uh, it's good for that. But you know what? Honestly, some of those places they just try to scare you. This place, the reason why I love it as much as I do. Is because it just feels like Halloween. They use an effective use of lighting and fog, and it just has those colors, and it just, it really has that feel. And then on top of it, the reason why they call it Haunted Overload is because the guys there, uh, the mastermind behind the whole project, the guy's name is Eric Lowther, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, L-O-W-T-H-E-R, he's been building these incredible sort of structures for a very long time. You may have seen online randomly, there's this picture of like this 50-foot tall scarecrow with a guy standing next to it. It's been a meme on all over sorts of different sites. You can find it occasionally on Reddit, things like that. That's Eric right there with one of his creations that he built in front of his house when he used to do a house hunt. And now he does this thing, you know, for this big sort of 45-minute walking trail through the woods at this farm. There's plenty of these giant structures. It's not just scarecrows. He has these buildings. This last year, they just built like a three-story mansion in the middle of the woods, and it's awesome. You go inside of it, and you go through the rooms, and, like, I don't know, nobody else is working on the scale that these guys are, and it's just, it's amazing. It's a good cause, and, you know, if you like Halloween at all, you like kind of attractions, if you're anywhere near New England, if you're not near New England, people travel from all over the world to go to this place, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. Haunted Overload is the place to be in October. Now, many of you are listening to that and going, okay, well, that's Doc Manson saying that, the biggest Halloween fan we know. Of course he's going to want to talk about it. Now let's hear it from my perspective, D.C. Matthews. Not a fan of scary movies, not a fan of scary things, but I will say, it is an excellent time going to the Haunted Overload. If you get the chance, you really should go, because first of all, it is just visually stunning. The work that Doc talked about there, 
is tremendous. They've got things, you know, you can walk through. You, this is one of those things that you can walk through multiple times. And I know you've had the chance to actually go there in the daytime. I would love the chance to do that because just from a purely structural standpoint, to be able to walk through this giant open-mouthed jack-o'-lantern or whatever it is that literally is, as he said, two or three stories tall, you just stand there for a while and you wonder, okay, just from a pure physics standpoint, and I've never taken a physics class in my life, but how does that, <laughs> how does that work? How exactly is that, you know, um, all sorts of twists and turns. It's never the same thing twice. I've been, I think, with you three times now, maybe four times. Something it's like been that, something yeah. different every single time. Um, the Eric, the guy you mentioned, is awesome. Um, has always been good to us when we're there because he knows you, Doc. Um, the, the cast... I don't know how I looked into that. The one. cast <laughs> of the Haunted Overload, they, you know, they have actors. I don't know if they're paid. Is it volunteer work? It's volunteer. But they are super dedicated. You and I have done Haunted Hayrides in the past. I made some great money doing a Haunted Hayride with, with sure you did. and some friends of ours. It was nowhere on this level of... No. Of And they're doing it for free, but it's amazing. Super great, con- you know. And we walk in a group... And I always make Mrs. Manson go first, not Mrs. Matthews. I'm not that mean. <laughs> nope. But, and, and so my job as we walk through it is I'm scanning the whole time and I'll mention, all right, there's, you know, a line of what look like scarecrows on the left. One of them's probably not going to be a scarecrow. So just keep your eye on them. One of them's going to move when you're not looking. So Mrs. Matthews needs that preparation. And, and when we do that, it is a super enjoyable time. So I couldn't recommend it enough going, you know, well worth the trip. They have a little, you know, snack bar where you can get apple cider donuts and, su- you know, uh, as long as you don't need to make an emergency trip home to save your dog, then. Yeah, it happens. But uh, it was a great trip. We didn't get to make it this year because I got the plague. Um, but hopefully we'll go next year because it really is a great time. So we talked... One other thing just to say about that, I haven't given him, uh, you know, any shout-outs to my website, bmoviegeek.com, yet today. I have some reviews of Haunted Attractions mm-hmm. on there, and I think I've got three different reviews of Haunted Overload, because like you said, a lot changes on a yearly basis, so there's always something new to write about. Uh, so check out bmoviegeek.com, go to the Haunted Attractions portion of the website, and check out what I've written about While there. we're talking about plugs, Doc always gets on my case for not plugging myself enough, so I've written two columns in the last two days, uh, this whole Seth Rollins injury thing. You write? I, I do. I write at newageinsiders.com. What do you write about? Uh, professional wrestling. That's actually pretty... That's hilarious. I had no idea that you wrote at all, never mind about professional wrestling. I write at professional wrestling. You'd think I would read that if... I hosted a podcast with you. You think I would it's, at this point? It's part of spend the time to invest and read some of your written work. How long have, is this a new thing? Did you only recently start? No, writing? I've been writing for a while. Back when uh, a friend of mine who who cared named Doc Manson and I wrote for Number Two Contenders dot <laughs> What are you, what are you talking about? But I wrote two things last night. I wrote a piece as I alluded to earlier in this show about Bray Wyatt and how I think he really is the only logical choice to win this tournament. Brock Lesnar. I didn't really consider Brock Lesnar. I will say that. Ryback. Shut up. Today, (laughs) I looked back at some tournaments in history. 
some past World Wrestling Federation. Boring. Maybe some people think so. I tended to enjoy it, and I looked at three different tournaments and how they could happen again in the modern era with our new superstar. So, for example, WrestleMania four, Randy Savage overcomes four matches. He has a little help from Hulk Hogan at the end. I said, we... They just redid that tournament with Seth Rollins at Night of Champions. But that wasn't a... What tournament? What are you talking about? Well, the one where Randy Savage had to win several... He, he wrestled three times, four. right? He wrestled four times. Oh, was it four? Butch Reed, okay. right. Butch well, Reed Greg Valentine, One Man Gang, and Ted DiBiase. Scary than I know. All right, not quite the, not quite the same. Story, but, okay, go ahead. You know, um, so I could see Roman Reigns having to overcome those sort of Herculean odds to be saved by John Cena. John Cena shows up, maybe interferes to help him win if the authorities trying to cheat or if the Wyatts are trying to cheat or something like that. So I, I make that parallel. I made a parallel uh, to King of the Ring 96, won by Steve Austin, and that was the time that Steve Austin really started taking the ball and running with it. I put a challenge out there to Kevin Owens. This is your moment, Kevin Owens. Win this tournament, take the mic, cut the promo of your life, and say, I've been in this company for six months. I've now won the Intercontinental title. I beat John Cena. I've won the Intercontinental title, and now I'm the world champion, which is exactly what I said I was going to do. How do you like that, Michael Cole? And set the world on fire. Maybe a little unrealistic on my part, but those two columns, you can find them. Maybe? Probably. You can find them at newageinsiders.com. It is Fan Friday, so Doc Manson has had posting privileges now for a few weeks. Maybe now that Shocktober's over, he can redeem himself in the eyes of Liam Stryker, Bill Neville, and Jason Maltov and actually write something. I know it seems unlikely, but maybe you could write about Asuka. Write an Asuka piece. You you always have things to say. It's just going to be drool for about 40 minutes. Can I post pictures? Because, like, that's really all I want to do. Any sort of article You can post visuals. I'm now terrified to know what you're going to write, but I I opened the vault, so go ahead. I opened Pandora's box. You post whatever sort of oddly pornographic things you want to about Asuka. You go for it. Yes, uh, One other thing that happened in NXT uh, last night that I missed, we had a world title match. Finn Balor and Apollo Crews. Who cares? Two people I couldn't care less you're about. You're not on board. Can we get some personality in that you're, group? You're not please? on board the cruise ship? I think I actually think Apollo Cruz is great. I love watching him in the ring. He's a decent talker. But I will say, the bright-eyed, bushy-tail sort of newcomer guy, it's not doing a whole lot for me. The guy is immensely talented, and I love watching him in the ring. But, man. No, not a great wrestler. Well, no, man. great wrestler. No character to speak of. Right now, and I feel bad every time I say this, but it's true, right now he's smiling black guy. It reminds me a lot of Bobby Lashley. Well, big, muscular, smiling black guy. So yeah, uh, yeah, physically. Oh yes, I meant. yes, um, yeah, build wise. Yeah, but um, because I think I think Bobby Lashley actually, when he was in WWE, had a more serious character. I think they tried to present as like him an MI, an MI, like a, MMA fighter, as like a kind of thing. Yeah, I think they brought him in sort of like as a Brock Lesnar replacement. Um, that didn't it didn't go that well. Great, but so how was the match? It was all right. Ringing endorsement from one Doc Manson. It was all right. I mean, the the best match of the night was Asuka versus Well, Cam. of course, because it's Asuka. And they did it in three minutes and 50 seconds or whatever it was. Uh, did uh, you catch... It was a good match. It was a great match. You will love watching it when you finally get around to it. Hopefully tomorrow. Um, Maybe even tonight. 
I mean, maybe they kind of mucked it up with uh, overcomplicated ending. What do you but mean? Guess, what happened? I, I assume it was a clean finish, shook hands. Absolutely. Friends became enemies, yeah. enemies became friends, strong protagonists. Yeah, but as uh, Apollo was uh, walking away, Sylvester Stallone came out and kind of just gave a wink. Sylvester Lefort? The French yeah, guy? Stallone. Indeed. Who? Do you remember Sylvester Lefort? No, I'd like to see Damien Sandow come back with a Bob Ross gimmick and do paintings. Uh huh. We're gonna put a happy little put a happy little tree right over here, right over here in the corner. There are no mistakes, only opportunities that have not presented themselves yet. There we go. We're gonna do. We're gonna Did do an entire episode as Bob Ross. I'd love to see that. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. So. Baron Corbin came out, got a bunch of heat on himself by breaking up the match so it couldn't go to a natural finish. That made some sense to me. And then just Moa Joe came out to chase off Corbin. And I, like an idiot, said, all right, well, that's enough of that. And I turned off the show right at the pivotal moment where apparently Samoa Joe turned around and clocked Finn Yes, I, I looked at WWE.com like a schmuck. I went online, went on the website, and saw that... Uh, Samoa Joe seems to have attacked Finn Balor. Odd that they would keep Finn Balor face. He seemed like a logical person yep. to turn heel so he could get some, you know, I've charisma. never seen Samoa Joe as a heel. I watched him in TNA for a number of years. And he's, he's if I'm wrong, he was kind of a tweener for a while, just out for himself or whatever you want to call it. But I've never seen him, like, full stop heel turn. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go for him. The matches will, of course, be great. The story, I'm sure, will be good. You know, our problems... that We seem to have similar problems with Finn Balor. Um, our problems are with the character and... Yeah. and Or the lack thereof, you know. Actually, you know what, though? Samoa Joe's sort of been fizzling since he got to NXT. Maybe this is exactly what he needs to get into that character that I know and like from him. You know... He is best when he's out for himself. He's been kind of happy-go-lucky. Oh, Finn, me and you are buddies. It's been an honor to work together in this tournament. Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, maybe this actually puts Samoa Joe in a better position, something that maybe he can actually start to make a mark in NXT. Because I'll be honest, for one of the guys who I consider to be one of the best in the world in professional wrestling today, he has not had the best run in NXT. Um, I don't feel like he's really made a great impression. No, I would totally agree. He's an afterthought, really. You know, yeah. it was Finn Balor and Finn Balor's friend who won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. You know, Samojo hasn't yeah. done much of anything, so I'm excited to see where this goes. Again, I would have preferred a Balor heel turn, but I'd also prefer an Ambrose heel I turn. I think they're waiting on that for Hideo Itami, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, a whole lots. Still up in the air when it comes to uh, NXT. So you enjoyed it. They're heading to London. Um, is that next week or when that's that? next month? That's in December sometime. So oh, okay. Your boy Bull was uh, in a match. I guess. Did he win? Who did he wrestle? Uh, he did win. He re- Angelo. Dawkins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the guys. Angelo Dawkins and Sawyer Fulton were supposed to be part of Shoot Nation. You know, before Jordan and Gable became this comedy duo, they were going to be a serious amateur wrestling stable, and these two guys were going to be part of it. And now they're not, and I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to figure out new gimmicks, I think. So okay. So have you enjoyed NXT? Are you are you back into watching regularly or is it capturing your interest besides Asuka, of course, is it capturing your interest? 
Asuka has captured my interest immensely. Um, so weeks when she's not on, I actually feel like something is lacking. Um, I'm happy to see that Samoa Joe might finally go somewhere, so I'm happy to see that. But, I mean, a lot of the problems I've had with NXT recently, I think, remain. VOD villains, not exciting tag team champions. I like them a lot, but I, I just don't know what, they, what they're doing with them. They weren't even a part of the tag team tournament, so maybe they just haven't gotten a fair shake yet. I don't know. Uh, Bailey, not a strong women's champion. I like her a lot. She's a good wrestler, but I just don't know if I like her in that role. Finn Balor, not currently a strong champion. I mean, are you noticing a pattern Mm -hmm. here? I think there's a lot of problems with NXT still, although there are some bright spots. It's It's certainly better than it's been in a while. It's it's the natural ups and downs of... Right, we're definitely any, in any sort of any sort of minor league promotion when you know in baseball, which is another sport that you've never watched, but in baseball when is that the one with the hoop? It's the hoop and the touchdowns. Got it. Um, in baseball, Goal! I knew something like that was coming when the minor league team gets raided by the major. You know, when you call up your star minor league pitcher and your star minor league position player, all of a sudden you're like, oh. Well, this team isn't as fun to watch anymore because all the good players are now playing over there. And we've seen that. Sasha Banks is now playing in WWE. Uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, playing. Kevin Owens is in WWE. At least he's doing Tyler Breeze, he's going to kind of toe the line for a month or so, but he's on his way to WWE. So I understand this being the kind of ebb and flow of it. But it is not, I, I will freely admit, I'm not as in love with NXT now as I was in the past. And I think what you said is absolutely right. I love the Vaudevillains. Their moment with Blue Pants and the tag titles, one of the great NXT moments that I can remember. Since then, they've done nothing. Nothing. Uh, Finn Balor winning the title is great. His matches with Kevin Owens were great. Since then, nothing. Bailey beating Sasha, great moment for her, great moment for fans of women's wrestling. Since then, nothing. Something? No, I, what? Nothing. 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 They're, they're in a, they're at a standstill right now. I think they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. They did the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, now they're trying to figure out what's next. And as a fan, I, I don't enjoy watching that. You know, maybe that's why I enjoy yeah. this whole idea. You know, WWE kind of had a little bit of a standstill going on. At least now with this tournament, something's going to happen. You know, I'm going to tune into mm-hmm. Raw on Monday at least to see where they're going. Even though I know in the back of my mind we might be just heading down the road to Roman Reigns land, we might be heading down the road to Brock Lesnar land. I'm still going to look forward to seeing that road unfold for us. Right now, there's no road unfolding in NXT besides maybe. Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor, besides maybe, spoiler alert, there are new tag team champions, which I won't tell you about, but somebody leaked it to me. The Vaudevillains, the vaudevillains are no longer tag team champions. I hate spoilers. I won't tell you who, then. It might not even be a team that you mentioned. It might be a, a, a new team. Asuka. Ugh. Asuka won the tag titles all by herself. Yes! If Asuka was in the Survivor Series tournament, would you be you excited? you got to watch her match with Cameron. I'm going to watch it. You, I'm going to watch it. it there's this moment where um, she has Cameron's leg. Like Cameron tries to kick her and she catches it. And they're kind of hopping back towards the center of the ring. And, you know, Cameron's doing the thing begging, oh, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me. And Asuka, first person I think I've ever seen does do this, goes, oh, okay, and puts the person's foot <laughs> down and sort of just steps Love away. It. And that was kind of fun. 
And then Cameron goes to slap her. And faster than a blink of a freaking eye, she grabs that arm and turns it into an R bar. And it's just this most amazing, if you blink and you'll miss it moment, you should watch it. It's, I'm going to watch it. She is amazing. I watch every Oscar She is amazing. Match. I'm going to watch it I'm, again right I, now. I was just asking you a question. If Oscar was in the Survivor Series tournament, would you enjoy it? If randomly yes. The Miz came out for his opponent and it was Asuka and she kicked his butt for 10 minutes, wouldn't you enjoy that? Yes, I sure would. She did this thing where she takes that mask off and then she bit the side of the mask. Oh my God, I'm telling you, DC. I'm telling you. All right. We need to wrap this show up because Doc Manson needs to go watch this match or go take a shower. I can't tell which. But uh, <laughs> final thoughts time. We, you know, WWE's in a crossroads right now. We'll see. Maybe Cody Rhodes will win the tournament. Crossroads? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that delightful stardust. WWE's got some things going on. NXT hopefully has got some things starting up. Where, where are your, where yeah. are your thoughts? Where are you thinking? What's going on in the mind of Doc Manson heading know, off? Cautiously optimistic all around. Cautiously optimistic. I don't know what's going to happen on the main roster. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not the uh, rail to Roman Reigns. Hopefully we get some deviation, and maybe there's actually a few twists and turns. All right. But something tells me we're just on the track to a destination that's been predetermined. One one production before we go. Assuming it's a 16-man tournament, how many matches does Dean Ambrose win at Survivor Series? Maximum of four, if he Randy savaged it. How many matches does Dean Ambrose win... (laughs) Uh, one or less. One or less. That's the pessimist in me talking. I mean, I'd love to see him go to the finals. I think that would have a nice story to I it. think... As we talked about last I think week. We'll, I think but. we'd see him in the semifinals. And as this tournament unfolds, you and I will continue to discuss it and make some predictions. I think he wins a couple. I think you wind up with, you know, if we're going the Roman Reigns train... You know, I think he's got to take on Big Show. I think he's got to take on maybe Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman or something. And then I think you wind up seeing Reigns versus Ambrose, which is a match I don't think I've ever seen. So, what is going on over there? Are you all right? I'm good. All right. You're, good. you're, you're in Oscar land over there. I'm just melting into my chair. Ladies and gentlemen, as Doc Manson melts into his chair... I invite you to send us an email at ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Share your thoughts. Share your ideas. No character limit. Take as long as you'd like. Uh, I invite you to follow Doc Manson at Doc Manson. He's got some great tweets out there. Um, Absolutely. The best Hashtag tweets. in the neighborhood trying to get you involved in the conversation. That's what we need from him. What's your follower list up to? You over 200 yet? Uh, I was at 220 yesterday, and I believe I'm at 218 wow. today. So whoever you traders are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. All right. He is Doc Manson. I'm coughing up a lung. Hi, Coffin. Nice to meet you. But um, For Doc Manson. We can't end on that. We got to talk about something else. We got we to gotta end on a high note here, not a bad pun. So. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good one. Does Sami Zayn come back? Who cares? That guy's got no career. Give me one name. Give me one return name that could show up at this tournament and excite you. Besides Bob Backlund. I, it's the same way I started the show. 
Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar! Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar! What do you think? I think that's a good place to end as any. He's Doc Manson. I'm DC Matthews. We'll see you around the neighborhood. Peace!